Welcome to the Stokesdale Church of God Bible Podcast. We have been talking about something I think is very important. How many have been getting blessed by the lesson? Two or three people? Okay, 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 praise the Lord. Well, for those few that have been blessed, I got some good news. And for those who haven't been here, well, I got some good news also. We're going to review a little bit, and we're going to kind of get in. I, I, what, for those who may have not been here, may not have been here, what we have been talking about is mind matters or matters of the mind or mind over matter. Uh, I, I like to use mind matters because there are so many matters of the mind that we deal with. And the scripture says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prosper. And so a lot of times as we look in life or as we look at endeavors of life, the thing that's hindering us from prospering is not the white man, the black man, it's not the economy, it's not the job, it's not they don't like me, it's my own mind. And so if I can learn how to deal with the matters of my mind, possibly I can excel into everything that God would have me be. I just believe for me personally, I don't know about you, but I just believe that there's more that God has available for me. Okay, but now working on other people is not going to help me advance into the things of God. However, working on me is going to help me be everything that God would have me to be and, and walk into the things that he already has prepared because I know God loves me. Amen. So we've been talking about the first thing that we've been talking about is procrastination. And the reason why I think it's so good to start there, because procrastination is the delay of dreams. It is delay of destiny. And, and many times we don't even look at procrastination as a demonic, satanic attack from the pits of hell. But that's what it is. In fact, if I, if I, if I could kind of elaborate or go a little bit further, I believe procrastination is very closely, uh, one of the, uh, procrastination's very close first cousins is doubt and unbelief. Amen. Because if you put things off long enough, the first, if, if, you, if you delay long enough, you'll begin to kind of allow or open the door for doubt and unbelief to come in. And and to the point where you don't even have the desire to fulfill what was initially a strong desire or dream or vision in your heart. Amen. I know that's never happened to anybody. I'm just teaching my lesson. Praise the Lord. And and so one of the things that we talked about was simply uh, what doubt is, excuse me, what procrastination is. And one of the things we we mentioned, that we have a a few definitions, but one of the things that we mentioned, it is the postponement. Uh, It is the postponement and delay of uh, promise, some things that God already has allocated for you. Because it's important to understand that God is a God of seed time and harvest, okay? And he is a God of process. And what procrastination does, it puts off some point of the process that God has allocated for us to walk in all that he has for us. So if I can delay God's best, and the most important thing, and the reason why I believe this is significant as we start, because the most important thing I got to understand is that the most valuable resource that I have is fading every day. How much time do I have to do what God said do? Because I keep putting it off tomorrow and tomorrow, but tomorrow ain't promised. Who promised you tomorrow? However, today. See, one scripture says that in the day, not the week, the month, but in the day that you hear my voice, hard now. In other words, you need to respond right now. And it's the same thing with the will of God as it pertains to desire and purpose and vision. When God places things in in our hearts to do, wait a minute, I need to do it right now. Not next week. Sometimes God will put somebody in your heart to pray for. And I don't don't know why I'm not. I need to pray right now. I don't know what they're dealing with, what they're going through. But God knows. And if if I am the conduit that God is using in the earth to, to, to lift someone up before him, let me pray right now. I ain't going to put them on the prayer list. I'll put them on the prayer list, but right now, let me pray. Okay? Because they might be dealing with some things. I don't need, well, let me call them. No, I don't need to call No, I need to call God. Amen. So I got to understand, we wrote these things, I wrote these things down. Maybe some of you wrote, wrote them down as well. But procrastination is the postponement 
or to postpone doing something, especially as a regular practice. That means you don't just postpone, you know, or delay things or procrastinate periodically. No, you, that's your common practice. You do it all the time. There's some things that we, we have a tendency to do, we delay all the time. And, and the, first, the first place that delay starts is in our mind, especially if it's something that's not gratifying to our flesh. You know, your flesh will find a way to kind of put stuff off real easy. Come at your mind. Well, won't you just, you know you're tired. Won't you just rest? Okay? <laughs> Procrastination is the deliberate postponement or po- yeah, postponement of an action that is within your power. That means you can do it. You don't need no other resources to get it done. You can do it. You got the power to do it. You got the tools, the equipment, everything you need, you already got it. You just ain't got around to doing it. Amen? And it causes you to put off to the last minute uh, compromising your effort or our effort. Example, for our prayer, our health, you know, for years, years, months, weeks, and days, you know, we, I'll give you a perfect example. You know, most people go to the doctor once a year or or twice a year, yearly checkup, yearly physical, physical. But all of a sudden, you know, say for instance, what's this, October? What's the date? October the 17th, something like that. So you say for him, so you got a, a doctor's appointment on October the 24th, and all of a sudden now you had the whole year, but now this week you want to get in shape. You know, you, this is the week you want to exercise. You know, you want to eat right this week. Now, it was 51 other weeks you were eating crazy, laying around, passing gas. You, you wouldn't even walk nowhere. Now all of a sudden you got a doctor's appointment Friday. Now all of a sudden you, you missed the Olympia. You know, you want to go to the gym now. Now you want to walk a couple of miles. <laughs> Amen. Why? Because you want a good report. And then once you get the report, you go right back to the... <laughs> Amen. I, I'm just saying hypothetically now. Hypothetically. <laughs> Amen. And so we understand also that procrastination will diffuse my desire. And desire is very important. God gives us a desire. If you don't have desire, that means you are dead or close to it. Every human being, every person alive, God has given desire. You want something. Okay? All right? And so we also talked about the reason for procrastination. One of the reasons for procrastination is fear. Fear of the unknown. Fear of walking to areas that you've never been before. Another reason for procrastination is fatigue. You know, like I state all the time, you know, I'm tired. I'm tired. I want to give up. I'm tired. I'm ready. I need rest. Don't work all week. I'm tired. And there's an answer for that. So, and there's an answer for fatigue. It with with uh, when, when I begin to work the process, there is an answer for fatigue. You'll find your, yourself having more energy than you even realized or thought when you begin to work the process, okay? Uh, flawed thinking, lack of faithfulness, but also uh, laziness, all right? Laziness. And then, as I stated before, the danger of uh, procrastination, the danger, one of the biggest dangers of procrastination is not realizing your end date. See? Case in point, uh, my wife was cleaning out the refrigerator. Just uh, I was asking her, I said, well, what's these? She had some things in a container. She would say, well, I just need to get, discard, you know, get rid of those, those things. And sometimes, you know, you can have something in the refrigerator, it's expired, and you don't even know it. And, 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 and oh, let me put it this way. Sometimes we can miss God's timing simply because we procrastinated and put off. And we delayed. Because God does work within, he works on a timetable with many things. He has some things prepared for us, but we have to be prepared for it. Okay? And I can miss God's best. I can miss God's timing simply by procrastinating and putting things off. Putting off the will of God. All right? Then we talked about now, now the, what, what is, uh, we talked about uh, how do I combat procrastination? Well, the way do I combat uh, procrastination? Because I do understand that it is a, a satanic attack to get me to delay and postpone the will of God for my life. It is a, I wrote this down also. It is a, a, a mental, excuse me, it is an, a, an attack from the enemy. It is a mental stronghold knowing when you need to do, what you, excuse me, knowing what you, knowing what you need to do but putting it off, it is not the lack of information. 
So that means that, you know, it's not like you need more information to start doing something. You just need, and that's a, that's a, good, a, a, a good reason why, a good excuse, should I say, that many people use for procrastination. I need a, l- a little bit more. I was talking to a buddy of mine. They were saying, I need a little bit more information. No, you don't, haven't done anything with the information you got. The information you have right now, you haven't done a thing with it. And, and, and not realizing that it is a satanic attack to get you. Because now think about it from this standpoint. I was speaking to a young man uh, uh, yesterday or the day before. I was speaking to him. I said, you know, God wants you to know his purpose. He, we are his workmanship created to do good works. That's in Ephesians 2 verse 10. We are, he, he, we are handmade. You know, a, a lot of times when we think of the assignment of God, we think from a generic standpoint. However, we are individuals with purpose and destiny and things that only we can do. I say God wants you to know his will and his purpose. It's not like it's something that he's keeping from you or hiding from you. No, he wants you to know. And you got to think from this standpoint, who else to fulfill and bring forth in the earth than the children of God who look like God? Don't you want the best from your children that look like you, talk like you, walk like you, and you want them to bring forth like you? Okay? Same thing holds true with God. God has so many abundant things for the children, the believers, the saints, his offspring. However, see, and the Satan, conversely, he, he, he thinks just the opposite. Because you look at our young people and the ones that they're following, they're not following the saints of God. They're following, you know, Cardi B. And Shotgun Kelly and all this foolishness. Okay? So... Uh, procrastination is a, a direct impact or a direct uh, a satanic attack from the devil, okay? And so we know how to uh, combat that is simply how the w- operating in the engineering that God has sanctioned and ordained or in the way that we have been designed. That is through dreams and visions. So his brother asked me, a uh, young man, uh, I can't remember which one. I kind of talk a lot at work, but a young man was saying, oh, I know that was, yeah, yeah, I know, I, thank you, Lord. He, he came and he said, man, do you, do you believe that you believe in dreams and visions? I said, man, oh, absolutely. He said, do you think that people still have dreams and visions? He's a young man, he's a student at a and I said, without a doubt, yes, sir, absolutely. People still have dreams and visions. And he said, well, do you think sometimes <laughs> people can, uh, you can share your dream with somebody and they can uh, kind of talk you out of it? I said, yeah, most, most certainly. That's why you have to be careful who you share your dreams with. You can't just tell your dream to everybody because everybody don't see what you see. Okay? And so I say, you, so you can't, you have to be very careful uh, who you share your dreams with. And just because they don't see it, don't mean it ain't God. Case in point, there was a man named Joseph who had a dream. He told everybody in his immediate circle, but nobody seemed to believe it was true but him and God. Same thing holds true even today. Okay? All right. So we talked about dreams and visions, and dreams are, the, are an expectation of the future where God birth or, person, or personal desire, whether, excuse me, whether God birth or personal desire. That means that God can give you an invitation to greatness. He can give you an invitation to a dream. It's just all contingent upon what's in you or, excuse me, what's his will for you. That means that you, you might see some things that someone else isn't doing and, and get inspired. We see that with the, in the life of Peter. Or you can have a God, a, a, a dream that has been planted by God himself. Well, we see that in the life of Joseph. So no matter how it, it was infused or how it came about, there are people in all of us, I believe all of us, fall. every last human being fall in the category of a dreamer or a visionary, okay? All right. Then we begin to understand and realize that uh, also that God is a dreamer. God is a dreamer. And what he wants to do, like I just stated, when God wants to bring his will forth into the earth, what he does, he invites you to dream with him. He extends an invitation. He said, now, and that's the beginning point. You know what? Let me eliminate some of this procrastination. Now, here's the thing. People, 
I heard someone say this years ago, and I don't know who said it. I just heard someone say it. Freedom is a road that's seldom traveled by the multitude. That means this, that many times you have more people who are willing to stay in the circle or in the world of conformity than those who are willing to break out and be extraordinary. You'll find people all the time who just want to just be average, don't just, just be regular. I just, I don't want to be regular. I don't, I don't need to do nothing different. I just, I just let, why we, just like the children of Israel, well, why we got to do all, no, we can stay right here. Why, well, matter of fact, when, the, when it got kind of rough, they said, when they were in the wilderness, they said, you know what, let's, let, you know, slavery won't as bad as, it won't that bad. And, and, and the same thing holds true even today. Many people think that, you know, oh, mediocrity, it ain't that bad. You know, it ain't that bad. But God has so much more available for his people. So I got to understand that God is a dreamer. And when God wants to bring his will to pass, he, he finds someone who will, will dare to dream with him. That's, that's powerful because it takes courage to dream. It takes courage to dream. You got to dare to dream. Because so many things in this world are teaching and, 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 and instructing us, no, just conform. Just stay regular. No, dream for what? What you going to do all that for? Just be regular. So you have to have courage to step out and say, you know what? I Listen, case in point, me personally, certain things that I've seen and I begin to learn and understand, and I've, I've said several times, if, if, this, if this is all God is and he can do, then I'm serving the wrong God. That's if that is all he is. And I know he is not. God is greater. But sometimes God will challenge people to think differently or think greater so he can do greater. Well, there was a man named Jabez. He said, well, Lord, expand me or uh, increase me. Enlarge my territory. He said, now the first place I'm going to start is your mind. Because if you can't enlarge your mind, you can't enlarge nothing in your life. Okay? We have been designed by God to move forward, excuse me, to move toward the image we see. And that is very crucial. I, I mentioned this last week, if I'm not mistaken. When I see things in my mind, I have to, on purpose, uh, cast down imaginations, or I have to put the correct image in my mind of what I see. I use the example for losing weight. If I want to lose weight, I want to be a particular weight, well, let me get a picture of me when I was skinny, when I was small, when I was whatever. Let me change this image. That's why I, uh, for do, normally I have this, ha this, me personally, this is something I, I tend to do, and I, I cut back uh, about 95%. I had a tendency to get up, you know, in the morning and get dressed for work, turn on the news. Now, I just want to see the weather and maybe a couple of updates, but good gracious, you, before you get to the weather, it's about 20 people got shot. I mean, you know, you putting off, I'm starting my, <laughs> I'm starting my day off. I'll say, I don't know if I need a raincoat or a bulletproof vest. Good gracious. Well, I don't know. So I started to leave the TV off. Just go ahead and get dressed and leave. Just go, you know, well, I, look, I look at my phone. I said, well, I'll take a jacket. If I, if I get cold, fine. If I don't, fine. All right? So because the, the images that we see, and this is people are wondering, well, why all this violence? Where did all this still come from? You think about it. People have been sitting at home on social media and it's 95% negative. Sowing the seed, putting the seed, all these images, derogatory. Everybody got opinion. Everybody got something negative to say. And you feeding on yourself all day long. And then you just turn. You ever seen a dog that's been in a pen for a long time? Or been on a chain and you turn them loose, that joke will run like the wind. The same thing with people. You turn people loose. And the next thing you know, they just, they off. They gone. It, I, <laughs> Amen. They say a lot of people that took, 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 took money and buy guns and all this stuff, and they're sitting around the house, feeding themselves, fueling themselves, all this derogatory information, and then turn it loose. And see, because Satan knows, he knows he was there in the garden. He knows how we are engineered because he sat back and studied us. 
Okay? So he has an understanding. So I got to understand the way I'm engineering. Let's go to Ecclesiastes. Praise the Lord. Ecclesiastes 5. So God invites us to a dream. Dream. He invites us, gives us an invitation to it. Okay? One of the things I got to understand in first, and this is in verse 3. I'm going to read this. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 3 says... For a dream cometh through the multitude of business, and a fool's voice is known by the multitude of words. That's so true. Both of those are true. You want to find it, you want to find the fool, just listen to the joker running the mouth all the time. Man, it's running the mouth, ain't saying nothing. The old folks say, Well, if you just be quiet, nobody knows you here crazy, you know. All right? But uh, a dream come through much business. That means that, wait a minute, just because I got the dream don't, don't mean it's going to just, just fall out of the sky. In other words, God does not forfeit, again, process. He doesn't forfeit process. I got a dream of a smaller me. Well, guess what? I got to get up and get in that garage, lift them weights, get on that treadmill, put down them cakes. I'm going to ban my daughter from making cakes, praise the Lord, because it don't make no sense. Every time I come home, cake sitting on the little boy, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay? So, I, in other words, if I want to see the promise, that means I got to put forth the effort. For a dream cometh through the multitude of business. Not just one, but the multitude. Very, a variation. Several things. Got to learn, got to put together. Got to work on me internally. Got to work on my character. Got to get information. Might take some schooling, might take whatever it takes, but I have to go through the process. Also, I have to believe, and this is where many times people miss it, I have to believe that the dream is possible. And many dreams don't come into fruition because folk give up on believing their possibility. And why? Because they look at the circumstances and resources around them. But then we turn right around and say all things are possible to them that believe. Where evidently something's happened to your believing. So I got to believe that the dream is possible. You know what? This can come to pass. This can come to pass. Amen. And that's, see, that's, that's where the rubber hits the road. When you start believing beyond what you see or what circumstances say, you know what? You know, we, we, can't, put, we can't put up a, a facility to bring people who are strung out on drugs and dealing with substance abuse and need shelter and need a, a, play, a safe haven to, to get free and get, to get delivered. See, we can do that. See, well, yeah, yeah, it can be done. Then, see, and, and, and it, now, once I believe it possible, now I got to have a desire to do it. Because the will of God don't happen. It can happen through much business, so I got to have a desire to do it. See, that, 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 that's where you know where the rubber hits the road. It don't, it, it don't just happen automatically. Well, you know, see, first, and, and, and you know you're out of the will of God. You know you're not believing God when you blame everything on external matters and not, well, how can I prove that? There was a, a man, well, History proves it. I, I, I'm just rocking runoff names. But one name came, comes to mind, Mother Teresa. One man, Elon Musk, but one woman, Mother Teresa. You never noticed that Mother Teresa understood her assignment. She was helping poor, uh, poor children. Uh, 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 what do you call it when you don't have parents, when you don't have orphan children? That was her. She said, and, and it didn't, didn't bother her who helped who came along with the assignment, she said, no, this is my assignment. Whether you help or not, don't bother me. World renowned. Wasn't known for money, riches, or fame. World renowned. Nobel Peace Prize, if I'm not mistaken. Why? She knew her purpose. And it was not defined on other things or other factors around her. Now, this is what I'm supposed to be doing right here. This is what I do. This is what I do right here. World renowned. Been dead a few years. Been gone for a while. People still, you still hear Martin Luther King. 
All through history, you see people, they knew their purpose. They didn't just up one day and just bam, no, they had to be prepared for it, okay? All right. Wait, y'all getting this? So I got I to gotta understand that the dream is possible, okay? Now, let's, let's, let's break it down and put it back together. Let's go to Genesis, the third chapter. Amen. Praise the Lord. Genesis, the third chapter. You got it? Verse 16 says, Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. And thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Now, the only thing I want you to see in that is what is simply the, that one word, desire, okay? Desire is stretching out after a longing to want something very strongly to crave or require. That's what a desire is. I want something. Okay, I, I, I may have used for analogy, and if I didn't, I'll use it now for, or for an example, should I say. It's not even an analogy, it's an example. You know, you're laying in bed late in the evening, you done ate dinner, you know you don't need nothing to eat, but you just have a desire. And, and that desire, if you don't check that desire, you, you'll find yourself at the drive through window somewhere, you know. Get, let me get, let me get, uh. Can I get just a number, you know, and then once you get there, you, 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 you get up with the, the mindset where I just want a little something. Next thing, you done, you done got apple pies and chicken wings and all type of, you done got the grocery. You done went to shop for grocery at the drive-thru. Desire, okay, that desire. Now, but now let's flip it around in the same way if, when I can use that desire from a spiritual standpoint or from, from in, really in every aspect of my life because that's the way I've been engineered. Because what happens is I start with desire. But when desire is incubated, my imagination gives birth to excitement. See, that, that's it. That's, that's powerful. The same, okay, I'm laying in bed. I, I, I desire something to eat. But then, then you start thinking, now what, do, what, what, now, what is available? You start thinking, what's open? Let's see, now, Bojangles is open and uh, McDonald's. And you start thinking, you start seeing images and pictures in your mind. Your imagination is working. All of a sudden, when your imagination starts working, now, now you're excited. How do I know? Because you're getting dressed. Something has changed in you. You don't took a shower. You got your PJs on. You in bed. But now all of a sudden, you are dressed with car keys in hand. You have gotten excited. Something, because something in you has said that, you know what? When I go get this food from Bojangles or uh, wherever, that it's going to fulfill something in me. It's going to quench the desire. And so the same way, the way we're engineered, when I start off with simple a desire, desire is the invitation. That's what God gives you. He said your desire shall be to the woman, or excuse me, to the man, talking to the woman. Your desire shall be to your husband. God gave the desire. Or God gives, let me say it this way, God gives desire. Okay, how do you know you're alive? Because I got desire. It was an invitation. Okay? God gives you an invitation all the time to want to see things. But now, here's the thing. Because so, a, a lot of times you hear people say, well, I don't know if it was God. Well, if you had a thought in your mind, it wasn't derogatory, it pertained unto life and godliness, it fell in line with the word of God, chances are it was God. 
okay? You, it didn't require breaking the law. It didn't. It, it didn't, it, you know, require effort, but it didn't require anything that was c- c- morally conflicting, anything of that nature. You know, it was proper chance it was God. Okay, I got a desire to give more. But now, right now, your bills and your resources say, I can't do it. Don't mean desire. See, the, the desire is just an invitation. Case in point, we've all been invited to something, right? You've got an invitation to a party or to something in the mail. The invitation won't the party. It was just an invitation to let you know you are invited too. So you're, you're more than welcome to come in. But now, even though the party ain't, hasn't arrived yet, now you start thinking, okay, now how, okay, I, I, don't, I don't know, what am, what am I wearing? Okay, do I, do I need to get them a gift or a present? See, now you, you start processing. Invitation, desire is the same way. How can I bring it in the past? That's where imagination comes in. You remember we read about it over in the book of Genesis, the 12th chapter. They all spoke the same language. He, and God said, nothing that they imagined to do. Absolutely nothing. Wait, wait a minute. What was their imagine, imagination doing? Figuring it out. The possibilities. How can I make this happen? All right. So when desire is incubated by imagination, it gives birth to excitement, energy, urgency for heightened performance. In other words, when I was fatigued, when I was tired, when I begin to desire and imaginate things, then all of a sudden I have energy to accomplish and do things that maybe before I was procrastinating in. Make sense? All right. The dream is, excuse me, the dream is the invitation. The want is the desire. The desire is the want. Excuse me, I said, I said that backward. The invitation is the dream or vision. The desire is simply to want it, and your imagination develops it. All right? Let's go to Psalms. Y'all getting anything this morning? The invitation, the dream is the invitation. The want is the desire. That means that you get an invitation. That's like, okay, just like the invitation to go to that party. All right? First thing you got you want, you got to want, because sometimes you get an invitation, I don't, I don't think I want to go to that. See? And the same thing, God can give you a dream. Amen. God has given some people some dream. I don't want that dream. <laughs> Lord, can you change the channel? Praise the Lord. I don't think I want that. So the next thing, after getting receiving the invitation, you got to want it. You got to have, you got to, got to be something you want. And the reason why you got to want it, because the process to get to it might be, may be strenuous, may be difficult. The process is, is the, the most important part of the journey. Or you think from this standpoint, how long it take a tree to grow? Years, right? And how long it take fruit to come on a tree? Just a season. The process is always greater. The development of a vine takes years. But the fruit on the vine is a season. process is always longer, always greater. But see, the process in, enables you for increase. Amen. Well, that's, that's John 15 chapter. I am the vine, ye are the branches. Every branch in me to bear fruit, I, I purge it. See, process enables you for increase. Man, I'm, okay, let me get back on. Y'all looking at me like I said something. Is this good? Oh, so did I give you a scripture? Psalms. Let's look at Psalms real quick. Psalms 37. Amen. This is a good prayer. Yes, Lord. This is a good prayer. I said God give you the desire, but I'm giving you, the, I'm giving you this is a scripture right here. Psalms 37 and verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord. See, that's, that's the first thing. I got to delight myself in the Lord. I got to delight myself in the word. Delight myself in the presence of God. 
Delight myself in, in rejoicing in, 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 in the good things of, of the Lord. Delight myself. Delight yourself in the Lord. But then what did he say? He said, and he shall do what? Give you the desires of your so delight. So desire comes from God. God will give you a desire. God will put some things in you that don't make a lick of sense to nobody. But, God, but people didn't give it to you. God did. God put it in you. And see, that's a prayer. God, give me a burning desire. Give me a desire that wake me up in the middle of the night. Give, that, 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 that's the desire that I want. A desire that only you can accomplish and fulfill. Give me that. A burning desire. And, and, and many times, see, this is the awesome thing about God. When God gives you the desire, I, I use this all the time. I, I tell this a story about the truck. Remember the story about the pickup truck that was in Goldsboro? I had a desire. I just woke up one morning. I ain't seen no truck. The only thing I had a desire is go east. I'm thinking Raleigh. I said, this years ago. I had a little brown two-tone uh, Chevy S10. Years ago, I was looking for a truck. We looked, we looked, and we looked, and it was there was plenty of trucks, just none in my price range. It, you know, I, said, nah, I can't afford that. So we looked, and we looked, and we looked, and we looked. One morning, Saturday morning, I woke up with a desire. Couldn't, I didn't understand it. I, I, no, I woke up praising God. Excuse me. I woke up praising God. Just in the living room, my morning worship, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, whatever. And then I had a desire to go east. I'm thinking Raleigh. I said, well, I hit Capitol Boulevard. I know some dealerships down there, so forth. But when I got to Raleigh, they said, no, you keep going. So I kept, I ended up in, matter of fact, I ended up in Kinston. But I went too far. God, the car, the truck was in Goldsboro. But I, now I'm saying, Holy Spirit, where am I supposed to go? I did not listen to the Holy Ghost. Because I'm going on my information. And I'm saying, ain't no car dealership over there. Because it was uh, on the bypass, 70 bypass. Say, ain't no car dealership on bypass. I live here. Ain't no car dealership. So we rode around, rode around about the whole day in Kinston. I'm looking for the truck. We're to a few places in Kinston. I'm just looking and looking and looking and looking. And I'm about to give up. I said, man, I said, Lord, where's this car at? Lord said, this go back where I told you to go. We'll go back there and make that left turn where I told you to go first time. I got back, came back into Goldsboro. I turned off of 70, little, little street off of 70. I made the turn. There was a new car dealership sitting there. They just, it probably wasn't there a year. New car, car dealership. And the truck was sitting, like, say, this is the dealership and it's facing the street. The truck was sitting over in the corner by itself. Somebody just traded the truck in. But now it started with, just woke up in the morning with a desire. That's all it started with. Now, and the reason why I'm saying that, because when God put a desire in you, the resources and everything you need, they already lined up. Only thing you got to do is obey God. Just obey God. And, and what, what many times where we miss it, our understanding. <laughs> We miss it trying to figure it out ourselves, leaning to our own understanding, okay? All right. Case in point, I just believe this. I really believe with everything that's transpired in this world is going forth and going on, I just believe that God has the final say. I also, I know some things must come to pass. Some things, it's no sense of praying about, ain't nothing you can do about it. Well, excuse me, you can pray. But some things must happen. But it does not minimize the effort of the church or the impact of the church to be involved. If there was ever a time for the church to stand up and let God be true, you're hearing so many things that are so, so much foolishness, so many contradictory things. And I'm talking about coming from people who say they love the Lord. So many contradictory things that are not in the word of God. I'm seeing people, I was talking to this guy, he married, he's married to a man. I just came back from such and such a place speaking and so forth. All this in a, in a church, all this ungodly mess. And the, and the church is being, uh, not all, but a large, a large portion of the church is being silent and not speaking because of fear. But we have to stand and let God be true, okay? And, I just, and, and the reason why I'm saying that, because God is still giving, he's still extending dreams. 
We just have to embrace it. We have to desire it. Got to want it. He's still giving dreams. I just don't believe. I do not believe it's God now. I know the world is churning. I know the world is changing. But I just do not believe that it's God's best for people to be isolated. Well, I can't, why do you, why you believe that? Because when I read the scripture, he said it's not good for man to be alone. That's why I believe that. Okay? Where was I? Gassassin. Okay? 37? All right. So God will give a desire. Desiring is my choice until it is incubated, and that's good. Until it is incubated and it controls me. See, once I start, when I, when I start with the desire, first of all, it's my choice. I, I control the desire. I control it. Just like the remote control. It was... As long as I control it, I can see whatever image I want on the TV. But then if something happens once I obey the desire or once I continue with the desire, now all of a sudden it's controlling me. It's, few, it's my fuel. I'm doing it and I don't know why I'm doing it. Why? Because something has taken over. What is taking over? Desire. I just want it. I just want it. When you see people who are very driven, they're, they're just driven all the time, they start off with a small desire, but then something happened where they begin to just take over them. And now, all of a sudden, the, what Paul said it this way, to apprehend that which I'm apprehended of. I want what want me. That's not good English, but it's a good truth. Okay? Is this making sense? Desire is the pressure point for decision. Desire is the pressure point for decision. You remember David? And well, let's go there. Second Samuel. I believe that's second, yeah, second Samuel eleven. Look how much time I got. Y'all getting anything? Y'all ready to go home? I can go about two more hours a day now. I can I can struggle. Ain't nobody say amen to that though. Well, no, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute now, brother. All right. Second Samuel. Got it? Amen. Let me get to it real quick. Second Samuel 11 chapter. Now, watch this. All through the scripture, we see desire working. We see, we see it in scripture. And, and, and the truth of the matter, we've been dealing with it all our life. We, we might have not, we may not have noticed it or, or uh, taken it apart. But we, dealt, we have dealt with it all of our lives, okay? Desire. All right? 2 Samuel, the 11th chapter. I'm not going to read all of this because we're familiar with the, the story. But verse 3 says, And David sent and inquired after the woman. And one said, Is not this Bathsheba the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah, the Hittite? Now, what happened? So we know in the story, David was at home, man. They were at war, but David was taking a break from war. He was at home, and he was up on the rooftop, and he saw this woman, the baby named Bathsheba. Undoubtedly, she was a beautiful, a very beautiful young woman, and he began to inquire. Now, wait a minute. Now, he, at that point, now, he could have walked away, right? He could have walked away, but see, decision or desire is the pressure point for decision. Now, the reason why that this didn't go good, this, it worked out for good, but it didn't go good because I got to understand that desire or lust is just desire on steroids. And so David was, well, why are you talking about that? Because David was lusting, but it started off with a desire. And when desire began to work in him, now it was a pressure point. That a decision made. What was the decision? Hey, who that girl is right there? He began to inquire. Now, in his mind, I know this ain't never happened to y'all, but in his mind, he probably felt like, well, that, I'm just, I'm just, I just asked, I just want to know. See, because often we get as close as we can to sin, thinking that we can't, we won't sin. And it don't never work out that way. And so in his inquiry, he probably just lying to himself, even though he was the king, he lying to himself like other people, not none of y'all, but other folk do sometimes. And thinking that, wait a minute, if I it ain't gonna it ain't gonna hurt none if I just ask. Okay? 
We ain't get no amens on that. Good God. So desire is the pressure point for decision. It will also cause you, now this is, I know, desire, and I, I raise my hand on this one, desire will have you or cause you to ignore facts and wisdom. I know y'all, are, see, I can talk about me. I know this ain't never happened to y'all. You ignore all the facts. Historical and present, you ignore all of that. <laughs> hey, man, you just want what you want. I was talking to a man uh, one day this week, I think it was about Thursday, about 70-something years old, 70 years old, tickle me. I said, he said, I said, he was talking about this woman. Man, I got this woman, and this and that, she liked to do this. She liked to do that. I thought she was a good woman. I said, well, now, first of all, you kind of old to be stupid. I mean, you know, you just, as old as you is. And I said, now, at your age, he's 70-something years old. There ain't nothing wrong with him wanting a woman. That's, you know, for, okay, fine and dandy. The girl, she's like 40-something. Now, I'm saying that at your age, you know, why? Well, because we were talking about some other thing. I said, why? He said, I just want it. At 70-something years old, 72, he said, I just want it. Then he said, well, it ain't nothing wrong. See, God, 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 ain't nothing wrong with me wanting it because God. And I said, well, well, back up, brother. Because the scripture said when a man find a wife. So you want it for the wrong reason. And you kind of old for that. Well, I got, I'm going to let this one go. And I got another one about 60-something. I said, yeah, you, you ain't learning. And the problem ain't the women. The problem is you. You stupid. It is, it's crazy to be old and stupid. When you young, you kind of, you know, chalk it up for you. You know, hey, I ain't know no better. But when you old and no better and stupid, that ain't a good combination. That don't open no safe. Sitting here going through things, going through challenges, and the only thing you think about is trying to find you a woman. I, I just I just want me one. God made me this way. No, well, God, but if you want it so bad, I want you married. That God made that too. Well, you right. I know. I ain't right. The word is right. You're going to mess up people's life because of what you want. Amen. So, <laughs> praise the Lord. Desire will cause you to ignore facts. And wisdom. Amen. Hallelujah. That's tough. Okay. So I got to understand that dreams that become desires are destined to become realities. Okay. Dreams that become desires are destined to become realities. When desires are seeds. That make me that that must be incubated in my imagination, and also desires can be a flame or a blaze. That's good. Your desire, get case in point. We were talking about that fact going to the restaurant in the middle of the night. It can be sometimes, you know, sometimes I, I I know this has happened to me. Sometimes I want a desire. I'm just too lazy to get up. My man, I wait in the morning. I ain't going away. Yeah, get up and get dressed. See, I start thinking about the process more than I think about something I want to eat. I got to get up, get dressed, crank up the truck. Man, I ain't even hungry no more. I'm going to get me a drink of water to go to bed. So desire can be a, a, a flame or it can be a blaze. It's just depending on what I feed it. See? And commercials, see, commercials understand that. That's why when they show food, you, have, you know, you, you see Wendy's commercial on TV, man, the food looks so good. Until you get to the drive through window, you're like, now, nah, where? Yeah, no, no, seriously, where is the beef? It don't look nothing like the picture. At all. Okay? Same thing. So it depends on what I feed it. What I feed the dream. What I feed, the, what the, the desire, what I feed, it, what, what I put in my imagination, what I put around me, negativity or positivity, it's up to me, all right? 
Let's go to, can I give you one more scripture? Genesis, the 15th chapter. And I'm going to be done. I'm going to stop here. I thought I'd be finished with this this week. Evidently, I'm not. Can I keep going with this, y'all? Amen. Anybody got dreams, visions, desires? I'm telling you, it'll, it'll kill procrastination. It'll offset it. It'll, it'll make procrastination to, and this very principle. This very principle. It, it'll cause a procrastination to flee. You find yourself being more effective, getting more stuff done. Okay? Genesis 15. Now, remember, remember God understands how we are engineered, he, un, en, engineered, and he understands how we were made, how we were designed, all right? And the same thing holds true with Satan. He, he, he sat back and observed and watched in the garden. So, now, well, with this, if God understands, he, he knows the right p- buttons to push, figuratively speaking, to fuel us into becoming and doing uh, what he would have for our lives, all right? So, verse, uh, we're going to start at verse 3. And it says, Genesis 15, verse 3, And Abram said, Behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him. Excuse me, let me read that again. I jumped jumped lines right there. And Abram said, Behold, to me, uh, behold, to me thou hast given no seed. And lo, one born in mine house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thy own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And this was the important part. And he believed in the Lord. And he counted it to him for righteousness. Very powerful. Because here, we see God inviting this brother he said, remember, you got to fuel the desire. Undoubtedly, I, I believe wholeheartedly that sometimes during that, throughout, throughout that duration that they had a desire, Abraham and Sarah or Abram and Sarai, they had a desire to bring forth children. They came to a conclusion that, well, maybe she's just barren. Because, of course, they didn't have, you know, doctors and gynecologists and things of that nature in that dispensation of time. So they had to come to a conclusion that, wait a minute, she's just barren. She can't bear, fo- bear fruit. And, and this is what he's presenting to God. He said, now, wait a minute, God, I, I don't have that one seed. And God said, okay, I'm going to give you a seed. He said, now, now notice, look at the stars and see, another, I got to change your, your, change your image. Change what you see. And, and, and that is so, so we overlook that because we can see all the, anybody ever been around people, they can see, you, you point out the seed and they point out all the negative stuff. Oh, y'all ain't never been around? Okay, I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe, I, maybe I need to change people up around. It's great. They point out, you can point out one good thing, and they'll point out 50 bad things. Remember, but a seed, remember now, biologically, it only takes one seed to impregnate a woman. Millions try, but only one succeeds. Okay? So God says now, look at the stars and see if you can number them. That's a task. How often is it nighttime? That's every day, right? So that means he had a, 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 a point, a reference point every night. When he stepped out of his tent and looked at the star on a clear night, he said, wait a minute now. God must be able. All right? Then when we go a little bit further, he said, look at the sand. The grain, consider, he said, consider the sand. And if you can number it. So the first thing I got to do, wait a minute, I got to change the image that I see. He said, now, no, he ain't got, not now, child. And I know that ain't good, he ain't got now. But God said, now, your seed going to be, now, that take a God. That take a God. And see, that, 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 that is my problem because 
if he was God then, he God now. And if he were doing the impossible then, oh, he'll do the impossible now. But he got to believe. Okay? This is what happened with the brother. This is what happened. He said, now first, okay, uh, let me, let me, can I give you this? You ain't got no choice. So first, <coughs> to make this happen, first I got to do, first thing. I got to have a picture of finishing. Remember I talked about the picture of losing weight, the where, where I wanted to be? I got to have a picture of finishing. I got to have an image of finishing. I got to see it. Where the finish line? Where I just don't want to be running. Where, where the finish line at? If you ever, I, I've never been in one. I had a desire to be in one. But if you ever been in a marathon, they got a finish line. And they got a tablecloth to let you know, yeah, this is the end. But they also have a picture of the course to let you know, okay, this is the course. This is where you're going. Even though you at the start, he said, now this is the process, but this is where you'll end up. You got to have a picture of finishing. What you want the end to look like? You got to have a picture of finishing. If you don't have a picture of finishing, you're just doing something. What is the outcome? What is the result? Okay? Then I got to spend time in prayer. That's the most important thing, prayer for favor. Why is favor important? Because you want people to use their skills, resources, talents, and ability on your behalf. Right? So I, I need to be in prayer for favor. Lord, I need favor. There's things that I need done that only you can do. I need your favor, God. Then I got to position myself around fruitful, the fruitful. That means I got to get close as possible. Let me put myself around fruitful people. In that area, whatever I'm trying to accomplish, let me find somebody that's already successful at it. Amen. I know that's simple, but that's just a, a great truth. Then I have to ponder the possibilities. How many could, now this is one thing I learned about God. And I, I, this, I know that this ain't a great revelation, but this is something I learned about God. I learned, I'm talking about firsthand knowledge. No matter what adversity or what trial what I've faced, one thing I've learned about God, he got more than one way to bring things to pass. I, and I, I'm not talking about what I read. I'm talking about what I know. He can cause increase to come from a rock. It don't, it don't, hey, it don't, because the rock might have gold in it. You know, so God, another word, God ain't limited. Well, we, now, we can see it scripturally. Because he told the disciples to go out, launch out into the deep. He said, you don't cast it, go on way out there. Some increase out there. But I've, I've learned firsthand. So God ain't limited. He can cause things. Okay, so, so I got to ponder the possibilities. Now, this is a very important part as well. I got to purge my things, purge myself of distractions. What's distracting me? I mean, no, really, what's killing my time? I got to be honest. What's, what's the hold up is? What's holding me up? Now, and if I, I'm married, then, you know, I got a dream that, you know, now I, I got to talk to my wife. We sit down and talk about it. this and that. This is what I desire to do, baby, blah, 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 so forth and so on. Well, I, outside of that, you know, and I know I got responsibilities, got to work. But, but, but outside of that, well, what's my hold up? What, what's distracting me? Okay? What, what's getting my attention? When I leave work, because I ain't at work all day. When I leave work, what's getting my attention? So I got to purge myself of distractions. Then I got to have proclamations and conversation. I got to proclaim it that it's already done. I got to proclaim it. I got to I got to proclaim it just like it's in it, like it's already so. That's why he said he changed his name to Abram from Abram to Abraham. Ain't have not one youngin. Said man, I, I got a whole bunch of youngins around here. You don't know. Well, where they at? They're in God. They're in Christ. <laughs> Amen. Then, and this is the last one I'm going to turn you loose. I'm not finished with the lesson, but I'm going to turn you loose on this. This is important. I got to have a practical action. Something that makes sense. I got to do something. Got to do something. Within my ability. I got to do it. I'm just sitting around ain't doing nothing. I got to start moving. Start moving. 
And now if I'm believing the first, I think that's seven. Was that seven things? If I'm believing the first six things, the seventh thing should be easy. God should make it come to pass. God should make it come to pass. Now, this is something I challenge. I'll be saying things to people. Now, if I say this to you, if I have ever said this to you, it ain't because I felt like saying it. Because God, now, case in point, case in point. How many remember talk, me talking about my truck? Anybody heard me talking about this truck? When I said the, the door, the truck, my truck, I, I, we was at Eastgate. It hurt my feelings a little bit. I said, man, my truck door keep coming over. Calvin said, yeah, well, get on in. I'll boat you in there right and then what am I supposed to do with that? Feel like this is Duke's ass or something. Come on. Can you see me, my big self, climbing out the window? So I'm I'm riding, and this is this is God. I'm, and I and I I'm 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 kind of arguing a little bit with God a little bit on this one. So so I'm riding, I'm over here. I'm going to check on the one of the van or bus or something. I'm going to the Chris, the mechanic. So I'm going down, but I'm coming from work. So I come up through uh, Oak Ridge, 68, and I come down over here, 150, I guess it is. But I turn on Stokesdale Avenue, and I'm going down Ellisboro Road to check on the bus or whatever was over there. On the way back, I came the same way. I said, well, I'm just going to go on the same way. So it's a curve on Stokesdale Avenue. When I came in that curve, the door just fly, flying open. It was a Mercedes on the, coming on the opposite direction. If I would have that, I would have tore that car. If you would, some would have got tore up that day. <coughs> and like the Holy Spirit. Now I've been wanting the truck for a while. Holy Spirit said, "Now, boy, won't you go ahead and get you a truck?" Right? I'm fighting. I said, "Cause I went to the dealership. I went to the dealership. The, the, this particular truck, the Holy Spirit said, no, nah, don't get that one.'" I said, "All right, fine with me." I hurry up and I went back to work like I want nothing. So I just said, I'm fine. Maybe I'm, I ain't hearing God. So my whole point was this. On that particular day, I, I went, I left. I went back to work for a little while. Then I went and looked for another truck. Went and looked for a truck, so forth and so on. I found one. Everything worked out. I didn't want another truck because I'm thinking, I'm looking at the bills and things that I have. And I said, you know, I, no, I wait. I'll find. I, just look. I can ride. I done rode in it this long, and y'all seen the truck. I done rode. I'm fine. It ain't bother me at all. I ain't trying to impress nobody. I'm trying to get from point A to point B. That's it. So I go ahead and get the truck. Didn't want another truck, but it was just in me to get it, the desire. I get the truck, and unbeknownst to me, there was this thing that came called COVID-19. And now, if you go look for one of them trucks, you ain't going to find them. Because either they ain't got the parts, or they just ain't. You go to car lots now, ain't nothing up there. Now, I said all that to say this. God knew what was going to happen COVID, all this stuff, he knew it then, he, he understand it now. Truck payment, I ain't, I ain't felt it. Uh, God make ways. I, I said, Lord, I, I don't even worry about it. I just go ahead and praise the Lord. It, hey, it, whatever. God make ways. It's mind-blowing. Without stress, toil, or strain. And I don't worry about it. Mind you, I got another car payment. My wife's car. I'm still paying. That's one reason why I said, I ain't buying all that truck. I, I was telling this brother at work one, his name, well, I was telling this brother at work, he go to church over here in, uh, down in toward Reesville. I was telling him, I said, man, I don't know how God do it. I don't even worry about it. Because in my reason, ain't no way in the world I would have did it. But God made a way to do it. He making a way every time. But God knew. He knew what was coming. He knew what was happening. Guy, he's a salesman. His name is a buddy of mine. He's, he works at Martin Nissan. He said, man, you could sell that now and make a profit. I said, yeah, I, I could, but I'd be crazy. Because guess what? I still got to find something to drive. So, so I'm going to sell my truck and then be out here walking. You going to come pick me up? Take me, you know. So, but what I'm saying, God knew all this stuff was going to happen. He knew all it was going to transpire. Now, I could have, in my own reason, in my own mind, try to fix my own understanding. Oh, man, that, don't, that ain't made no wise decision. Now, the truck I was driving it was kind of on his last leg a little bit. 
Now, if it would have broke down doing all of this, I'd really been in trouble. See what I'm saying? So a lot of times God gives you desire. I did not agree with the desire. God put that in me. I didn't, I didn't want to. I didn't, man, I'm thinking, man, I don't want no more bills. I just moved in this house. I'm trying to, you know, keep my wife happy. As long as she's happy, I, Lord, if she happy, I'm happy. Praise the Lord. But God knew. God already had a plan. Okay? And a lot of times, a lot of times, just like with Abram, with us, God will give us an invitation to things. Sometimes it has no, it, you're like, what? It don't make a lick of sense. He already knows. And there's a lot of, and if you think about it, if you're honest with yourself, there's some times in your life that the Spirit of God was nudging you to do stuff. Didn't make a lick of sense. And you say, oh, sometimes you obeyed, and sometimes, and then, like uh, my grandmother would say, hindsight is always 2020. Okay? Does y'all make sense? Does that make sense? Y'all get anything today? Hope, give the Lord a hand, praise, please. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast for timely, relevant Bible teaching for today for real-life situations. If you're ever in the Stokesdale area, please join us during our times of worship. Meeting times are generally Sunday at 10 a.m. or you can check our Facebook page for updates. We are located at 9081 Highway 158, Stokesdale, North Carolina. If you would like to make a financial donation to the ministry, you can find us on the Vanco mobile app or you can text a donation amount to area code 336-770-2058 or you can find us online at our website www.stokesdalecog.org. Thanks again for listening.